slash and cast. Welcome, fiends, to Handle with Scare, presented by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. Our show discusses horror movies and the phobias that they emphasize. We are uh, towards the start of our deep dive of botanophobia, which is the fear of plants. And we kicked off this past week uh, with some musical comedy in Little Shop of Horrors. And tonight, uh, we really just have to question, like, what the hell is actually happening? Because uh, John's pick tonight... Uh, really doesn't need an introduction because it's one of the more jarring M. Night movies out there, to say the least. Uh, Rotten Tomato score not really uh, improved over the course of the years. Mark Wahlberg's gone on record saying that he absolutely hates this movie. And we'll discuss why. (laughs) Uh, But uh, yeah, so we're going to be talking about the happening here tonight on the podcast. But of course, as you can see, I am joined by my co-host, Howley Hooch and John. Guys, how are you doing tonight? Hey, You're doing good. Good, good. <laughs> John's super excited about I, this movie. I loved it. <laughs> it was, it was really good. <laughs> yeah, I, I was, uh, you know, I love like following up and uh, and watching other reviews. And I will say, like, this thing has a cult following. Like, almost all the reviews I saw, except for one, were like, "It's horrible. I love it. I watch it five times a year. It's insane." <laughs> I had to pick it because I'd never seen it, so it seemed like a good opportunity to watch it. I and got it confused with the crazies. I thought it was the crazies from the eighties or the. I think the remake. remake. Yeah, yeah, the remake. Mm-hmm. Which I I don't think I've actually seen that movie either, but I had to pick it. I knew I heard it was bad, but uh, the thing is, I so M Night obviously he's he's. The de- maybe the definition of hit or miss uh, <laughs> with his directing and writing and everything. And I've only, you know, I, I obviously The Sixth Sense is, Sense is a great movie. And uh, that's, you know, I think obviously the movie that probably let the studios tell him that he could just do whatever, do whatever he you wanted. Want, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and uh, I, I'm not, the everything thing is, you touch is gold. <laughs> I mean, for his movies, I've it's like I've never re- before this I'd never really seen a. It's hard to say like a bad movie by him because I'd seen Unbreakable. It's great, which is a good movie, and it's very ahead of its time. Like that movie came it's out really before great. the Heroes TV show. Remember Heroes? Yeah, and it that movie maybe defined what. Uh, like a live action modern superhero movie yeah. is in a lot of ways. Even like the Marvel movies, in a sort of way, are I think sort of tied to Unbreakable. And uh, Signs isn't that bad. Signs That's is great. Cool. Yeah. And Signs has that really cool scene where 
Joaquin Phoenix sees the alien on the news and he freaks Puts out. Puts on the is the tin. Oh, yeah. Oh, the kid. No, but the, the, like, the meme of him reacting. Oh, yeah, him, yeah. He's like, oh, my God. And he sees the alien on the... Well, that movie, like, is... You know, well, you were finishing a thought. Oh, well, no, I was just saying, like, they're all kind of varying degrees of good. I think Six Sense is his best movie, mm -hmm. but I've never seen what the movies that are considered to be his truly bad movies, The Happening and... I've still never seen The Water. Oh, I haven't one. seen Lady in the Lady Water, Water. it's called. And I actually, I haven't seen that one either. And I've seen The Village, and I actually didn't mind The Village. I thought the twist was kind of interesting, you know? It was all like... Yeah. It was Same. all a, yeah, you know, a, a science experiment, basically. Mm -hmm. But um, uh, I did not like The Happening. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was the funniest thing about it. So I watched it with Joe, and I will say that we... It was like a phones-down movie where, like, it kept my attention long enough to like not look at my phone and I was actually engrossed in the movie. And uh, and then it hits you that like, it's been going on for way too long and nothing's gonna happen. Yeah. Like, you know, like that point in, you know, that happens, it usually happens the other way around where you're like, it feel, you get a sense like something, the movie's about to end and you're like, that can't be right, it's only been 30 minutes. And then you realize that there's this whole other thing that's gonna happen in the movie. This was the opposite. This was like, mm -hmm. hey, it's been a suspiciously long amount of time, and there's like no fucking monsters. <laughs> but, oh yeah, spoilers. Turns out, turns out it's plants, <laughs> and they don't even move. Turns out, problem was a man. Turns out, <laughs> what's funny, and it, to add to that, this when I watch bad movies that are so there's like. There's good. Obviously, everyone knows there's movies that are so bad they're good. Mm -hmm. And then there are movies that are literally just bad, bad. And obviously, like, I would say, like, the truly bad movies are movies that are boring and bad. You know, that, where sure. It's always, for me, where it's, like, it feels like I've been watching for a long time. And then I'm, like... Oh man, like how far into this movie are am I? And I look at the time and I've only been watching for like minutes. 10 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> 20 minutes. And it's just like, oh my God, there's still an hour <laughs> left. And I, I'm already like over it. But I never, during this movie, I never looked. At, I actually only looked at the clock late into the movie because I was like, oh my God, like I kind of want there to be more of this mm -hmm. movie. I hope it's not going to end. Oh so wow, I really got you. Joey had the funniest reaction. He was. He was really upset he didn't get to see Mark and Mark kill himself. <laughs> like the whole mm. movie was like, all right, it's going to happen. I'm like, I don't know, man. It's an M. Night. It usually has an happy ending. Oh, my gosh. But I was also disappointed I didn't get to see Mark. Well, what's, what, what's great to tie that into the actual movie is one of the reasons why it's kind of been memed to death is because a lot of the action is kind of focused on the reactions by the cast of the movie, primarily with Mark Wahlberg. Because uh, there are definitely, like, those moments where, you know, he's, like, trying to, like, concentrate. Meanwhile, everyone is basically shooting themselves in the field. And he's like, just just give me a minute. And everyone's like, well, we gotta fucking do something. Like, everyone's just dying over here. Mm -hmm. But, like, one of, my, one of my biggest gripes with this movie isn't just, you know, like, we don't really see any, like, the people really aren't afraid of the wind or the plants. It's It's very science fiction, but, you know, that's a completely different thing. But... Like, it all boils down to the fact that everyone's turned into, like, this high school science teacher as, like, the guy to know what the hell's happening, and he's gonna be the one to figure shit out. Like, right off the bat, it's just, like, it's completely, like, 
off the rails like i can't really get into this movie because that would never happen <laughs> well yeah definitely and i want to start talking about this movie at the beginning because the beginning is so bonkers in terms of introducing the character and marky mark marky mark is a science teacher yeah yeah mark he's the science teacher who yeah as you say everyone's gonna look to him to in save. philadelphia marky mark's a scientist <laughs> yeah seriously so when they introduce him he's he's a high school teacher teaching his class and this is where i knew I liked the movie it was in the first five oh. minutes. It was love at first sight because <laughs> so he's in front of the class teaching and he's asking questions of the class and he asks the sort of good looking jock yeah. kid a question and he doesn't have an answer mm -hmm. and he, the, the jock kid isn't doing anything wrong at all. He just doesn't have an answer to yeah. the question is the, is all that's happened. Which is also a really big question. It's like, why are the honeybees dying? Holy yeah. shit, Marky Mark. He's just 15. And then, so he doesn't have an answer to the question. And then Marky Mark basically dis proceeds to destroy his entire life. <laughs> basically like, well, your nose is going to grow. And your, ears are gonna and your ears are going to grow and you're going to be ugly and useless and your brain, you're probably, dumb. Yeah, you should probably pick up some skills, man. I know. And he, just out of nowhere. It's not like we saw this kid bullying it, And it was great because he's like, you know, you have a perfect face. It's not going to stay that way forever. Oh, take it easy, Mark. I know. Easy, Mark. <laughs> and then the that other teacher shows up or maybe she's the principal yeah. or something. And... He turns off the lights and, like, tries to hide and acts all weird. And I was just like, what? This is insane. Because obviously with a movie, you, when you're introduced to a character, you're the hero. Mm -hmm. you're, this is supposed to be making us like him and want to be, like, he's our yeah, guy he's that we're guy. following. And he's horrible right off the bat. He's such a jerk. And... And then he's mean to, he says, he makes some, I don't know if it's like a Star Wars reference, but he makes some reference about the woman who shows up too, where he's like, oh my God. Like, oh, I missed that. But it felt also very like, hello, fellow kids. You know, that meme. Oh of yeah. Steve like he was trying to be like way too relatable to the high school kids, you know? And I'm so dis disconnected from like children and even high school kids that I'm like, I don't even know what it looks like these days. But then they have, like, the guy from Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and that was, like, his only, like, two mm -hmm. minutes of, like, screen time. Like, mm -hmm. is he really that inexpensive? Could we hire this guy to come and be on our, our podcast team? Can we look into that? <laughs> this movie, that raises a good point, too, because this movie does a weird, really weird thing where it constantly makes you think that side these little side characters are, are gonna be going bigger to be part of the yeah. I thought the kid who he destroyed was yeah. going to be a character in the story because of how much attention they he interacted. got. Yeah, and it's just because he was good looking. <laughs> and then you just never see them again. And he was characters. only okay, but but I guess that's a fifteen-year-old. You know, it's just, <laughs> I don't understand what's going on. Mm. Oh my gosh! And uh, and then enter John Leguizamo. Yeah, who's always I like John John Lee was always he's always good. I like him a lot, but in in this particular both of them, right? Okay, so 
no offense, high school teachers, but these two guys are like geniuses. Because at one point, like John Logan was like bringing up percentages about how likely they are to die. I'm like, you don't even know what it fucking is, John Leguizamo. How can you tell me what percentage, you know, survival rate I have? Well, he can't. Also, what he did that crazy thing. That was another scene I loved. Wasn't that him where he was like trying to distract that other character? Yes. So he if was I like, gave you a if penny, I gave you this much, yeah, I it. everybody knows it's ten million. I was like, what? I was completely lost immediately on his thing. I would have oh. never been able to answer that. Question. Well, that was the point. He was trying to distract her so much that she wouldn't notice the people hanging from trees outside. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, as you mentioned, uh, there's no, or maybe I think, or both of you, I think, mentioned there's no monster That's or no monster. threat of any kind. No, there's just wind in some fucking bushes. And I feel like that's gotta be M. Night Shyamalan because from what I'm sure we've all kind of heard and know, like the sixth sense blew up so much. Right. People were saying he was the next Spielberg. Yeah. It was huge. Yeah. He like, and I feel like it almost feels like he basically was like, I'm such an amazing writer and director that I'm going to make a horror movie where there's no monster or threat of any kind, really. I mean, there's a sort of a threat, but, Mm -hmm. and that he could do that, you know, he could show that, but I don't know. Yeah. Well, like one of, one of like my gripes with M. Night just as a director is he's very, self-indulgent like he has to be in every aspect of his movie he has to write it he has to direct it he has to produce it he has to star in the movie which he does in this too and it's just like okay we get it like you think very highly of yourself like you you don't need to be in everything that you do like your fingerprints are already going to be over Mm -hmm. this project and it doesn't really you're not really adding really anything to the movie either by doing that Mm -mm. no no and I think that's the thing too, is you can basically lay all the blame at his feet. Like you can't, I feel like you can't as bad as Marky Mark and Zoe Deschanel are in this movie. And they are really bad. <laughs> I feel like you can pretty much put the blame on Shyamalan for that too. Oh, for sure. I mean, Marky Mark's already proven. I mean, like I keep calling him Marky Mark. That's what everyone will do. I can't call him anything else. But I'm actually not trying to put him down. I just, I literally cannot call him anything else. And I always mispronounce his last name anyway. So, but I mean, like, the guy, you know, parlayed, like, a fucking, like, music career into an acting career, both of which did really well. I'm not trying to put the man down. And I think, you know, he's kind of, you know, proven himself to be fairly solid in, in all sorts Boogie of... Nice. Yeah, awesome. and then all the comedies that he does, he's great. He's fine. And then Zoe Deschanel, like, oh my gosh, she was such a stick in the mud in this one. I mean, I really loved her in New Girl. <laughs> But you know, mm-hmm. you take those glasses. Which was great because the daughter. Yeah, it's great because the daughter's name is even her character's name in New Girl. <laughs> but she's she's not meant for like thrillers or like horror movies. She's always been in comedies or dramas. Or, rom- or romance. So she's, yeah, she's out, she's out of her element in, in this case. And her reactions are so weird. <laughs> Whenever there's like a dramatic scene going on or something crazy happening, they'll cut to the shot of like. Marky Mark and her and the kid and Zoe will be like sort of like she'll be kind of bopping around smiling and like doing her shtick and it's like 
there's people literally dying around you right now, and you're all kind of like, doo, 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 like. Except when she needs to bug Marky Mark about not doing anything. Oh Usually, my god, that scene is so good. Oh, it's so annoying to me because I'm okay. So if I can't figure shit out, like I won't be so abrasive with somebody else who can't figure it out either. You know what I mean? I mean, so that was a little annoying mm-hmm. to me. It's like, hey man, you don't have an answer either. Well, so we should we should say. This movie came out in uh, like 2007 or 8. Mm-hmm. And it, so this movie does have a twist. I thought, I, going into it, I thought this was a movie that didn't have a twist, but it does, of course, because being so close to, and where it, it's also, I realized the anniversary of 9 11. Mm-hmm. And 2008 still being really close to 9-11, even though it was like seven years or six years earlier, still like the uh, the effect of 9-11 the lack was of a massive. You know, component. Is that what you're saying? Well, the, you're meant to believe that it's a terrorist they attack. They repeated it over and over yeah, again. The, yeah, the news keeps saying mm-hmm. it. And we're meant to think that this is a terrorist attack, that it's a dirty bomb, which is, you know, a bomb with like some kind of chemical yeah. or biological component that poisons people. And and then the twist is that it's the plants, <laughs> of course. Spoilers. Uh, but uh, So it's interesting that it's sort of a 9-11 movie in a lot of ways. Because oh, okay. it's, you know, the whole first act, the whole, even the first half of the movie is sort of like, oh, there's this attack. And all the people are reacting, and we need to like go here, and then we need to go here. And although I will say, it didn't really include as much of you know, like usually these movies have a, um, they have that those scenes in, in these kinds of movies where people are flocking to to uh, they're running away, and in doing so, they trample other people and they hurt other people, they steal from mm-hmm. other people. They didn't actually do that at all in this one. Everybody was really nice. <laughs> Everybody, no, and that's something I wanted to bring up too something I made a mental note of was that, yeah, these were the, the most well-behaved mobs of, (laughs) of terrified victims ever in a movie. Like they would stand quietly and attentively in groups while Marky Mark (laughs) explained his plan to them. And then they they would execute the plan. Exactly the Actually, way you asked them and to. every time somebody stood in front of people, everybody calmly listened and they did as they were told, mm-hmm. which incidentally happened to be the most, um, let's see, uh, logical plan at the time. You know, there, somebody's like, hey, we believe this is happening. Let's do it. Everybody's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they, or- and then in very orderly fashion. I think the meanest thing that happened was like maybe when they were dispersing people, not giving them a ride, yeah. which they're within their right. And then of course, <laughs> uh, the scene where the teenagers got shot. Can we talk about that? Wait, wait, wait. Let's That's get too far ahead. Let's, let's, let's work our way there. We got it. Well, like, I, I, the the other part that made me laugh that I thought was like, why the hell would you do that? Is when, like, the lady's talking to her daughter on the phone and then she puts it on, like, speaker? <laughs> like, in front of yeah, everyone yeah. as she's, like, having the symptoms. I was like, who does that? <laughs> like, that is such a pet peeve of mine. I don't want to hear your fucking conversation, like, when I'm out with, like, other people. And let's also mention, so the effect that this that this drug has or whatever we want to call it, it makes everybody it's the effects are also really silly and stupid where it basically just makes you stop 
locking, like you just freeze in place. Yeah. And then some people, not everybody, take a few steps backwards. Yeah, it's only like one in a crowd of a hundred. Which they really make a point of showing you it when people do that, but it has no, it doesn't play into the story in any way or have any significance, but it just happens. It's like... And I guess M. Knight thought that was sort of weird and creepy, I guess. He right. thought that would be scary. Things going backwards are generally creepy. But they... What was that? And, like, you would get hung up on certain words, kind of like what we saw in Pontypool. Oh, yeah. right. Well, and, yeah, and Pontypool, and this also, this movie reminded me of The Signal. Have you seen that one? <laughs> Came out in, like, the early 2000s where a TV signal suddenly starts broadcasting on everybody's TV and drives everybody insane. Sounds so familiar. Yeah. Which I also want to point out that as weird and sort of thinking like, you know, M. White's trying to do something original, but definitely failing at it. The Signal and Pool are examples of movies that do this kind of thing, but do it much, much better. Mm. I think, you know, it's creepier and scarier. I think I really would have wanted to see, uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, fungi that attack animals mm -hmm. and it it's horrific i mean it's pretty fucking vicious you know that they'll uh, they'll take over you know a host body and they'll make it move the like zombie a zombie ants. there's there's even one that uh uh you know what is it uh, uh compels ants to to climb up a a, 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 a stalk of grass just so it can be eaten by a, a cow and then have it's a long story mm -hmm. but long story short like this could have been a lot more gruesomer i think that's one of the reasons i'm a little annoyed with m night is that he didn't give me any gruesomeness i will say that the death scenes the ones that were in mass those were really cool so like the guys jumping off of the that was the a room, great shot that was a great shot and it was very chilling to like just see like just like and that's an iconic shot you see that a lot like people you see that like in the, clips yeah and and stuff people play that shot a lot of of the construction work right and the I, people hanging themselves was really giant it's really chilling too yeah yeah but it, yeah i agree it should have been way more violent and horrifying because it that occurred to me during the scene when the there's the traffic and there's the cop oh and they're the all traffic. sharing the gun right and he shoots himself and then he it's drops like, and then well. somebody picks it up that's kind of good too i like that but there's all these people kind of standing around in the background motionless and it's kind of like they're doing it one by one but it occurred to me that like if this thing is if this makes you want to kill yourself oh it should have been everybody should have just been going yeah. crazy like there was a and this is my horror brain working, but like my demented thought, but there was like a metal fence, like a, one of those metal yeah. post fences. People should, People be should have them. been like impaling themselves, jamming their heads into those things. People should have been slamming their heads against the ground. It should have been like this horrifying, crazy. And that chaos. would have been very cool. Like that mm. would have been a really cool scene. In fact, I would like to pause this recording to ask you guys how you would probably kill yourself in the situation. <laughs> I think I would go with the car method. I think I would drive myself into a tree or something. The people who drove into the tree. That was good, too. John Leguizamo. Another, it's like we thought he was going to be a, a character. A bigger part of the movie, the yeah. Movie, but no, he's in it for about five or ten and minutes. And then, like, the, the movie has a lot of loopholes, too, of, like, the way that people behave or the... Ups, uh, the obstacles that they couldn't overcome that you're like when when he's like they only have seat for one person she's fucking seven sit her on your lap don't just fucking leave her with like this woman that you don't even like that much 
And I might be remembering this part wrong, but didn't they all show up to that cafe in a bus or like... They walked over from the train tracks, maybe? Did they walk over? I thought there was like a bus load of people that showed up and then every all of a sudden everybody... They stopped on a train and they got off the train, right? And that was a whole scene of like, why aren't we going anywhere? We've lost contact yeah, with Yeah, it was Right, yeah. yeah, it was a train. And then they're like, everyone. Right. And then I don't know if they walked there or I don't think they would have sent a bus because they lost communication, right? So they but didn't. Then they were yeah, on they the walked. train and then they walked there. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, everybody had cars. Because then when they dispersed out of there, everybody got in a car and left. Yeah, nobody was left. But I swear, 90% of the people in that cafe were from, were the train. from that train who walked there. And I was like, wait a minute. Where all these all these people suddenly have cars? But then you do come up to like the, the the cutest, most adorable character, which is Hot Dog Man. Hot Dog Man's the best. I don't even remember who's Hot Dog Man. You don't remember Hot Dog Man? The Hot Dog Man is the guy who figured out it was the plants, <laughs> who talked to the plants, right? Who only ate hot dogs? Who I know I've seen. I forgot to look him up. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a famous character actor. Yeah, um, he's been in a lot of stuff. But he and he always plays. He always like, plays like crazy, a yeah, like a crazy guys. farmer, hick kind of dude. Was kinda. he in Cry Baby? That Johnny Depp, John Waters movie. I don't remember. He plays like a crazy backwoods hick in a movie. Oh, but anyways, we'll look it up at some point. But yeah, he's great. Yeah, the hot dogs that was super random. Well, you know, he's good at giving people a lot of like warmth just by mm. giving them uh, eccentricities. Which he did like a shit ton in the movie, and it works. You know, it makes people likable. It makes people more relatable when they're a little weird. Which also reminds me, because he reminded me, and the whole this movie also reminded me of another bad movie, um, Maximum Overdrive. Is that about the killer semi trucks? That's the the Stephen King one with the cars that try to kill everybody. Mm-hmm. And what famously. Stephen King explains that movie by letting everybody know that he was on a ton of cocaine when he made that movie. <laughs> and I was thinking, M. Night doesn't have that excuse. Like, he can't say he was on a ton of cocaine <laughs> when he made The Happening. But at least Stephen King's got an excuse for his crazy. Yeah, it would have made more sense. <laughs> and then, so... So the kids... I think we can get... Because I think that's when the kids hook up with them. Well, let's see. Uh, they end up driving off with the hot dog man. And at that <laughs> yeah. point, it's just them and the little girl and, and the hot dog man and his wife. Oh, oh, They come to a fork in the road. Can we dial, roll back one minute just for a quick thing I, wanna, I wanted to point out to mental note was uh, when John Leguizamo hands over his kid to them. Yeah. And... He, and Zoe Deschanel is going to grab her hand. Don't you take her hand. You mean it. You don't mean it. And then the music goes dun dun dun, dun. And it's just like, like fuck, oh I guess I'll be good. Seriously. Just trying to be nice. It's like like, well, here's the thing, too. Like, obviously, he doesn't like yeah. Zoe's character Talk because, like, she saw him the night of the wedding or whatever. And it's just like, well, then why are you giving yeah. her your daughter? And you basically are pretty sure that you're probably never going to reunite with them because of, you know, everything happening around you at that point. But, like, it's uh, it felt, like, so forced. Like, okay, now you as a couple have to stay together because the whole time, like, they're fighting with one another. He's got a severe attachment to, like, this mood ring that happens to be, like, from their first date and that, you know, comes into play later on in the movie. And then uh, the part with the mood ring that, like, really was like, what the hell, guys? It's like, well, uh... Well, like, well, what color is love? It's it's red. 
obviously it's red. <laughs> but neither of them knew it. So, like, that's supposed to be the guy with all the answers. And he, he didn't even know something so simple. But, I mean, like, going back to the whole, like, uh, how much John Leguizamo hated Zoe Deschanel. And so at the beginning of the movie, he tells him, like, you know, I saw her crying before you got married. You That's not something you tell people. It'd be different. He's like, hey, I saw her banging the best man before he got married. That shit you tell. Uh, but the whole, like, <laughs> oh, yeah, she was sobbing. Like, that's not something you tell people, mm-hmm. even if you saw it. Like, shit, mm-hmm. that was pretty heartless. Also, let me tell you, as school's <laughs> letting out, and there's this whole, like, big world event happening, and, like, let me just pepper your fucking day with this shit. And I guess, was he, mm-hmm. John Lee was almost going to find his wife, right? Yeah, so they were all supposed to go to John Lee was almost yes. mom's house, I think. And so they go to the train station, but mm-hmm. his wife couldn't make it. She was in Jersey for some reason. And so he had to go back and get her. So they're going to Philadelphia. Well, New Jersey's really close to Philadelphia anyway. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And so it wasn't a big of a deal because at one point I was like, "Wait, you're going this way, and, and your kid's going this way. Like, what kind of a yeah? Why not just why not just keep her with you? I mean, clearly it was a good choice since he died and she didn't. But I mean, ultimately it's like you kind of take your kid with you when you do something like that. And I, train to Busan has taught me anything. That's what you fucking do. Well, that's the thing. Nobody knew anything about what was going on. So the decision for him to leave her with them, it, you would think like, oh. I know what I'm going to do is more dangerous than what you guys are going to do. Mm-hmm. So she should go with you. But at that point, they had no clue what yeah. was more dangerous Mr. or not. Mr. Statistician over here. Yeah, and he was so hardcore about his daughter. It's like, why don't you just keep her with you then? You yeah. Know, why drop her with the... Or why go after your wife, mm-hmm. potentially leaving your kid, like, parentless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, exactly. Like, stay with her and try to help and hope that the wife yeah. know, deals with her situation. But of course, that's again. I think that's kind of a reference to nine eleven, where people were trying to go to the buildings and find out what's going on and see. You know, oh, you know, that. I didn't get the whole nine eleven thing at all, but I guess it makes sense. No, definitely for sure. That it's because it's you know the the whole terrorist attack part. That's like the only thing going on at that time when the movie came out. Well, but it's easy to forget. It. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that, that's how, that's what, that was fucked up. That goes against the tagline. That was fucked up. Never forget. It's, the, it's been a while is my point. It's been like 20 years. It's been 20 years. God damn. 20 years. <laughs> Yeah, and again, like, that's also, like, before we knew that, uh, you know, this attack was happening all across the Northeast. And I remember uh, when we were watching this last night, Justin made the comment of, like, man, they really went out of their way to try to kill off all the New England Patriot fans. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they didn't get, like, the head one, because, you know, Walbert was uh, relatively untouched throughout all of this. Which, I guess we'll save that conversation till the fucking end. Like, why didn't he die? And I also want to point out Wahlberg's performance in terms of his voice, where he decides to do this kind of like yeah, and he's kind of does like the weaselly like like kind of whiny (laughs) voice. I swear, I think it's because Wal he like he's trying to do the Donnie Wal. No, it's Mark Wahlberg. He's Mark Wahlberg, right? Not Donnie Wahlberg, because that's another that's another guy. Yeah, totally. But uh, he's such a kind of like in real life was like a real kind of jock, like kind of. And he's always guy. Pl- and he's always playing those roles. So yeah. this was like supposed to be something completely different. Right, and I feel like in his head when Shyamalan told him you're playing a high school teacher, he was like, 
oh, okay, a high school teacher. That means I should act like a really wormy, nerdy, like, horribly, like, no, like, in his mind, he was like, oh, a high school teacher equals... I thought he said patient man. <laughs> somebody who's really, like, kind of weaselly acting, you know, or talking kind of thing. Because he just sounds like he sounds like he's whining every line of mm-hmm. his dialogue, basically. So, I mean, at this point, when John Logazamo dies, you know, they do this whole scene where he's staring at this uh, slit in the Jeep that he's in where all the toxins are getting through. Because uh, uh, otherwise, a Jeep would be completely airtight. A, a, a ragtop Jeep. Uh, yeah, yeah like that's an airtight. Yeah, it's the slick <laughs> that, that, killed you. that got you right. It's like, does that mean they could have just like stayed home? Could they just have stayed home and locked the doors and got rid of all their... Yeah, they didn't know. That's right. They didn't know. They were running. There is actually another movie, just a tangent. I can't remember what it's called, Mm -hmm. but I actually got to see it as one of those weird screenings where they give you a survey after. Mm -hmm. And it's a low-budget movie. It was made in L.A., and it's about a dirty bomb that hits L.A. Mm -hmm. And everybody has to tape up their windows and their doors and they're they're trapped inside their houses and the main character is this guy and he barricades and seals up the house with his wife outside the house and then she comes home and she's like let me in let me in he's like i can't let you in oh what a dick but uh yeah no that's the thing is uh I remember around the 9-11 time with the dirty bombs that they had that thing where you should, like, tape up your windows and do that. But I guess that's what they should have done. Well, well, I don't want to jump ahead. We'll get there. But but also I want to bring up around the the death scene of John Leguizamo. Not much of one. They left it really mellow so that you didn't see him, like, slitting his wrist. But that's what you're... Oh, yeah. You're meant to to think that that's... Or that's what is meant to happen. And I wanna, that, that reminds me, I want to point out the horrible CGI blood in this movie. When John Leguizamo slits his wrist, there's this little, it's really far away. Yeah, I never noticed it. But there's a little CGI spurt of blood that comes out of his wrist. But it's so far did that away. The CGI as well. <laughs> but I also want to point out the horrible CGI blood where there's actually kind of a cool scene shot where the guy lays down in front of the big industrial lawnmower. Oh, yeah. And then it runs over him. But this blood, the CGI blood that comes out, is so weak. And it's not that I'm like, want there to necessarily be all this blood or whatever. The real blood? <laughs> but it's like this sort of misty cloud of CGI blood just sort of briefly appears for uh, a second when it runs him over. Well, 2008 was a different time, John. Yeah, I think they were they wanted to have it be for a wide audience, big success. But then I want to point out okay, so then also we gotta point out another great scene that I loved where I, it was then when they're driving shortly after that and the you see the uh, like the tree trimmer trucks and like the gardener and and landscaper trucks all parked and randomly on the side of the road and they're empty and then yeah. all of a sudden there's all the hanging uh, tree trimmer and like landscaping people are hanging from the oh trees. my god I, I never put it together I guess they the trees were angry at the tree trimmers that's what I thought that was so hilarious I stupid. totally missed that. I was like, that's the first people they killed. That's they right, the gardeners. The, they went for the gardeners and the, <laughs> the, and the landscapers first. And I said nothing. They're like, 
Fuck you, lawnmower. <laughs> How do you like it? You died first. But, uh, yeah, then it would be like the foragers. <laughs> exactly. The foragers. People going in and picking all the mushrooms. That was no, there was no consent in that hug. But, uh, so, anyway, jumping kind of back, they hook up with those high school kids. That's not back, that's forward. So, we yeah, left out with, so, yeah. uh, yeah, so, uh, John Leguizamo dies. They start, uh, going on, after they, that fork in the road, and then they all end up on foot in different groups. Mm-hmm. And then one group gets it, and then the other group runs, and then that's when Marky Mark's like, we've got to, well, then we have that scene where everybody's yelling at him to do something. Oh my god, which is so amazingly, annoying. it's annoying and also awesome at the same time. <laughs> Zoe Deschanel. Give me a goddamn minute, why can't I have a goddamn minute? And I love, I can't remember the line, I want to learn that line that she says where she's like, we can't be, we just can't be one of those people that stands and do nothing yeah. or whatever. Like, you do something, so It's <laughs> so Shit. funny. Because there are, that line and there are other lines in this movie where it's like, it's not something that a person would say. It's like M. Night Shyamalan speaking to us through the character. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, he's, te- you know, it's like. It's like he doesn't think we get what's happening, so he has to have characters literally tell well, you what's going in on. In other reviews, that's something that really annoyed people was that every time you wanted to move the story along, it was time to watch the TV. And that it was mm. time to it was time to yeah. fucking watch the news so that you knew what was next in the story. <laughs> yeah, which was pointless. Like he he put that stuff in to tell us what's going on, but it was so pointless because it's so obvious and easy to follow what's happening. I'll give Shyamalan credit for that where like the editing is horrible in this movie but maybe he did his own editing I know seriously (laughs) but in terms of like being able to follow what's happening and where they are like that's all fine like you're never Mm -hmm. like confused about what's where they are what they're doing that's always really obvious and where they're going next and things like that but uh Mm -hmm. yeah no the editing is terrible the scene where they are all in the one you're talking about where they're all panicking and freaking sure. out. Clearly, like, the idea of that scene is that we're meant to feel all stressed out. Like, oh, my God, right. this is so stressful mm-hmm. and tense. And then the wind comes, right? And they all run. He's like, stay ahead of the wind. Mm-hmm. Which is first How are we supposed impossible. to do that, Marky Mark? <laughs> like, it's literally blow. You can see it blowing their hair and blowing around. Yeah. And then they run. And then the, maybe my favorite line of the entire movie is they're running and the music is playing and it's all adventurous and it's like, oh my God, oh my God, and blah, blah, blah. And then they all stop and the wind stops and then Margie Mark says, nothing happened. And like literally, <laughs> and then that's the end of the scene. And then it like goes to another thing. But, but that's where they pick up the teenagers too, by the way. Yeah, where they pick up the teenagers. But he, it's like, Nothing happens, and then Marky Mark says nothing happens. Like, that's just, that's amazing. That's just, like, <laughs> that's the pinnacle of I think it's amazing that the movie is called The Happening, and the whole fucking movie, nothing really happens. There's no fucking monsters. It, there's no, there's no threat. There's no, uh sense of danger right and then here's like the in this point is where we really come to a really funny uh, point in the story that so nothing happens so there's they're trying to figure out why 
some people die and some don't, right? And so I think at some point somebody says this and nothing's confirmed in the movie. And again, that's a big old part of it. Like they, they explained it in the very first like two minutes mm-hmm. that, you know, but uh, why did they live? Because they had good vibes. But who's got better vibes than that hot dog man? He was like, he, he, had, he ran a nursery. <laughs> it's That's a huge problem of the movie. Is oh, that... there's a lot of problems in the movie. <laughs> but mm-hmm. it's never <laughs> explained. There's no lore to bring up the lore. Lore galore. And lore ties, <laughs> lore ties directly to rules. Where you have to have rules in horror movies, right? Like, you gotta know, like, mm-hmm. Freddy Krueger kills you in your dreams. Yes, T knows all about the rules. I mean, he, his right. favorite movie is Scream. Right, exactly. Well, yeah, it wasn't Scream. Yeah, and it's, and it's weird, too, because, like, in this movie, like, speaking of, like, the adverts that they have, when they go to, like, the news stations, it's, like, every time they do that, it's to introduce right. another, like, Red Heron. Because, you know, initially they go with, like, the whole terror aspect of it and they're like oh well maybe it's like oh, nuclear God. power or oh now it's only happening in the northeast and it's just like all right and, you know you're just like going through all these different things but none of that's actually explained and, in anything that's actually and going incidentally on. if it had been like news reports you know that somebody would be would be getting blamed it's not just like randomness it's more mm-hmm. like those people did it mm-hmm. no it was those people you know it's you know that's how it goes and they have that shot in the movie where they, I think, show up to somebody's house and in the background is the nuclear power plant. Yeah, as and they're it, walking through the field or something, which is right next to, like, mm-hmm. a new home development that somehow requires a map. Yeah. That what was, was up with that stupid map? I don't even know. I don't remember. Like, I know. I don't remember. Like, you can't tell where, which way it's like we're just we're trying to find the least populated areas, but then here they are in the home development area where there's literally no one except for the other groups oh that were God, eventually that, flocking that, there. Right, and that plot point of the uh, when they were like, "Oh, this random character, he's a like real estate developer in the area. He knows where everybody the best him. place to go yeah. is." Yeah, and then everybody's attention turns to that guy, and he's like. <laughs> There's this little neighborhood in the middle of nowhere. Like, let's go there. It's the least populated area. They kept thinking, like, the least populated area was the best place to be. Yeah. Which also ties in with... Because it's like, oh, the terrorists are attacking, like, major city centers. Yeah. So we want to go in the middle of nowhere kind of thing. Which is not a bad idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 But, you know, just just thinking about, like, how orderly the mob mentality was in this movie, that could explain why when everyone's committing suicide, like, with the gun, uh, everyone was just taking turns, and it just wasn't, you know, all at once. And that's the thing, too, is that we see in the movie, even right off in the very beginning when we see those first characters in the park who get affected by Mm -hmm. the thing, um, that it can affect your brain and the way that you act and talk. And there were multiple times in this movie where it's it's like the acting and the directing were so bad that I couldn't figure out if the characters were just it was if it was just bad acting and bad direction or if they were affected by the drug and that's oh, why they were. Oh, look at you! Yeah. But then I thought that's kind of clever of Shyamalan because he can kind of cover his own ass where he's like, "Hey, it's, it's... not bad." acting it's just like it's the drug it's hard to tell because i mean the guys he's a proven entity right as a as an artist as a filmmaker so it's like i know that he did he has been 
uh, quoted as saying that this is supposed to be a B movie, that you're just supposed to have fun. But how am I supposed to have fun if there's no fucking zombies, okay? If it's a B movie or big monsters. Yeah, and to, and to get back to that, that's like the problem is that it's never explained and there's no rules about how this thing gets mm. you or affects you. And so why Marky Mark and his group of people are unaffected and, his funky and everybody and his funky bunch <laughs> are never affected, but everybody else <laughs> is, is never explained and there's no rules or anything attached to it. So it's just like random. It's it's literally plot armor. It's plot just armor, yeah. they need to live Narrative for the story armor. to continue. Yeah. <laughs> Where did he so, live? Because he had to. Did you say my joke? I did say your joke, baby. <laughs> You're very upset that you didn't get to see Marky Mark kill himself. <laughs> In a creative way. That would have been, yeah, cool. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, yeah, we have to get... Yeah, it's like the only reason. It's like the only reason he didn't die is because he was sweet talking. Oh yeah, in the, in, the, in the model home. Oh my god, that, that was, was actually funny. funny. I thought yeah. that was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Although, yeah, no. Uh, He's covering your bases. <laughs> so, mm. okay. Well, with with the wind, the wind aspect, you know, like. In other movies, we have seen a wind as a threat. Um, tag probably comes to mind before anything else. I don't know if you guys have seen that movie. Not not the one where they're playing the game tag, but it's like a Japan movie, and all the like characters are... Well, I don't want to spoil the movie, but basically, it, the opening sequence is a lot like Ghost Ship, in the fact that like you're in this bus, and you see a bunch of like these Asian schoolgirls, and the wind comes through and literally <laughs> cuts the bus in half. And everyone on the bus, outside of one person who was yeah. like bending over to like pick up a pencil or pen that she dropped, dies and gets cut in half. That's See, good. that was an actual threat. Here, it's just like that. Just looks like a nice. Nothing's actually day. happening. Mm. <laughs> so the exactly. So the kids, we gotta get to. Oh the my kids. gosh, the kids! All right, so because <laughs> that's so that's another completely bonkers. That was insane. insane. Yeah. Where they hook up with these young kids who start helping them and joining the group. There's this outtake, and somebody had also pointed out that the outtakes that exist for the movie, they're not really outtakes so much as somebody filming relaxing funny things that were happening in between takes. Mm -hmm. And there's a, there's, a, there's a behind the scenes of Marky Mark asking M. Night, like, this, this nobody looks like it doesn't look like anybody lives here. It's a boarded up house. Why would we come here? Why why would we think that there's fresh groceries in here? <laughs> yeah. uh, that was pretty hilarious. But anyway, so they go to this house because the little girl's hungry. Okay, little girl's hungry. There's no food in the model home because it's all fake. Yeah. And at this point, they've been running around so much. Nobody packed a Nature Valley in their backpack or anything. So okay, I get okay, I get that. And they just go up to a random house to ask for food. And um, and then hilarity ensues. Yeah. The, first of all, like, the teenage boys kind of asked for it. Cause yeah. Because they were being at. But what so. they get so mean, like, at the beginning of getting to know them, which was only the previous scene. So they were only in, like, a total of two or three scenes. And uh, they were nice. They were asking him about his relationship. They were trying to be give some helpful advice of, like, you know, just do it. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then all of a sudden they turn into like these huge assholes. Mm -hmm. They're like pounding on the door. And they're trying to break in. in. They're they're calling like the the homeowners or home inhabitants like you know names and mm -hmm. shit. 
And then the unthinkable happens. I was completely surprised. I, was I didn't too. think it was going to happen. Like, the worst one was, like, okay, so the first kid gets shot. And, like, that one was, like, you kind of saw that one coming. But then the <laughs> other kid who's, like, facing this way and talking, and all of a sudden, like, the barrel of a gun comes out, like, very yeah, silently, slowly. slowly. Okay, that was pretty fucking insane. And that was, <laughs> and that, like, ugh. So that was, I would say that was good because mm-hmm. it made me shiver. Blows was, a big hole creepy. in his head. Ooh. They kill both teenage kids just out of nowhere, basically. Yeah. Had already lost their parents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, well, they were treating it yeah. like a Call of Duty lobby, basically. Just shit talking them, calling the guys a bunch yeah, of pussies and like, knocking on definitely. the door. And then it's funny because <laughs> the kids are dead. There's somebody in the house who's just killed them two seconds ago. And instead of running away in yeah. terror, they all gather on the stoop of the house and are like, oh my God, and this is so crazy. It's like, you guys should be running away. He's yeah. going to shoot you. What are you doing? It was so weird. It just, And again, it goes into the thing of characters who you think are going to be characters in the movie, and then they're just gone after five minutes. Yeah. And uh, so then they immediately run to another house, which I guess the is the best part by. of the movie. Yep. <laughs> and then, like total morons, they do exactly to this next house what they just did to the previous house that got two people killed. They start pounding on the door and saying, Let us in. It's like, you know, you guys just got murdered. Yeah. For doing that two minutes ago. Yeah, your red shirts just got murdered. You shouldn't mm-hmm. really not be doing this anymore. And then the the cra- the lady the old lady, lady lets them in. Who's surprisingly hospitable for how mean she is. She appears to me to have no idea what's going on. No, not at all. She that's a whole point where she's like, I know you want to nope. tell me what's going on with the world, but don't mm-hmm. because you know she just she's a hermit. She doesn't want to have anything to do with the world, right? And vice versa, and she's cool with it. And, but then again, it's like, why don't you just pack him a lunch and send him packing, right? Mm-hmm. But she's like, got to be real gritty about it. It's like, I suppose I should get you supper. I yeah. suppose I should. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You can also stay here for the night. <laughs> that was a then great you accuse scene, him of stealing. She was great, actually. She was yeah. so creepy. I loved yeah, her. Definitely. <laughs> I it felt like... Drink. It felt like we were in a different movie at that point. Yeah, it felt like she would have been a monster or something. I'm like, well, maybe she killed somebody. No. And uh, it also plays into, like, this movie, on one hand, tries to be this type of movie where it's like we're constantly moving from thing to thing to thing, Mm -hmm. and it's all crazy, and, and we're always on the move, and something new and crazy is happening. But then... It just takes this total detour where everything just stops and we're just going to do this weird dinner scene and hang out for a while. And then out comes Chekhov's gun, right? Like, well, you see that house over there. It's got a tube you can talk to even though you're separated. And you're like, for fuck's sake, don't go to the tiny house with a talking tube. Which I guess he thought that was tense that they got split up and one group was in the other. If you knew what was happening, but he didn't know he was split up until like he heard her voice. And then you realize they're in that split-up house, which, and which I don't know. And again, it's another situation where the wind starts blowing, and they and they start thinking, "Oh no, we're gonna, it's gonna get us." Close the windows and close the doors. Mm-hmm. They're in these barns that were made in the eighteen hundreds with wi- these old windows and doors. 
That's not going to keep the stuff out. Oh, it? sir, you should take it back a step. These two, like this woman, this tiny little girl, thought it was cool to go stomping around like nature in the morning. Why? Because it was like no wind? Because that's the only time you're afraid of it when there's wind? Also, in that part, that reminds me, uh, there's a part where I think it's Marky Mark talking to the old lady when they're looking at the houses and they're doing mm-hmm. stuff after the dinner. And in the background... You hear Zoe Deschanel and the little girl like laughing and joking around together, mm-hmm. um, and sort of like having a good time together. And it's so weird because the pacing of the movie is so fast, and they were literally just like in a tense an minute. hour earlier, those two teen kids had gotten killed. <gasps> That's right, I forgot about the teen kids getting killed too. Just and now. they're in the situation <laughs> with everybody dying, going crazy. Like, why are they laughing and joking around and having a relaxed time together? It's a really nice time in the country. Yeah, it's very weird. It almost feels like this was like, it feels like it was edited, chopped down a lot. Like, maybe there was a lot more things that were happening in between this stuff where, and it was happening. Mm, Exactly. Or not happening. Maybe nothing. Yeah, nothing probably happened they, during that time. Because the movie's an hour and a half exactly. <laughs> and uh, I, you know, usually M. Night's movies are around a couple of hours. I wonder if they cut like a solid 30 minutes out of this movie to make it bearable for people. But it felt <laughs> really chopped where we went from that house where the teens got murdered mm-hmm. and then to the old lady's house right away, you know, within minutes of that. I wish it would have just been a movie about that lady's house. Mm. She was great. I miss her. That's the other thing too, though, is like at first when she was getting when she started to turn and she was getting violent, um, I started getting a little tense, like something bad was going to happen. Then I and then I was reminded that these people don't get homicidal. <laughs> so what are you so worried about? I mean, you worried for her, okay, but it's like, oh, there she goes. Oh, there she goes again. And that's a wacky problem in the movie too, right? Mm-hmm. In that scene, because. They do that thing where she tries to smash through she's, the wall. She's trying to smash her head into the wall because she's not trying to get to him. She doesn't give a shit about him. She's trying to kill herself. Right, but the weird thing is, is that the scene almost feels like it's trying she's to trying make to attack, you attack him. Yeah, exactly. Feel tense, like mm-hmm. oh my god, she's gonna smash through and get him. But it's like, yeah, no, she's just trying to kill herself. She's not trying to get him. She's, and again, she's just minding her own business. And it totally undermines the whole sense. The there's premise no undermines the whole like sense of danger. Yeah. yeah, there's no like. It's just oh okay, she's and plus they kind of do the dementia thing a little bit with her, which makes it like, the whole like okay. So the 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 fits of rage that she has, where she's like, "You're stealing from me. You're gonna stuff. kill me in my sleep." Oh my god, no! Yeah, that was hilarious. Uh, that when he says, "Oh," he's like, "No." That, <laughs> That literally sounded like when someone's like, no, I'm totally not going to murder you in your sleep. <laughs> and you're like, this I is so very insane. I'm not going to stab you when you turn your back. <laughs> no. I would never do that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, no. This, so, 
Then what? I'm actually. What, then so what? Let's see. After this, this is where the movie really starts to like run out of steam. <laughs> you and mean when run it, down in terms of? I can't remember when it was. There's a scene where another, you know, uh, another news report where there is a scientist on the TV saying we we should see the worst of it today, tomorrow at peak hour, whatever. Like, what is that based on? Yeah. What is that science based on? How do you know anything about oh. this? And that's where he talks about, and this is another hilarious thing about the movie, is um, he talks, and, and the, the hot dog guy does this too, where they talk about how the plants have, are, you know, reacting to humans. and They're evolving real quick. That they're like turn- that. And he says the thing about how they've evolved to stop wasps from attacking And it's true, them. actually, yeah. And that kind of thing is real. And, like, the thing you were talking about where, like, the fungus can take over, like, mm-hmm. an ant and make it act like a zombie. Um, but it, it's hilariously stupid, though, because they literally just say, like, all plants, every plant of every variety, all created this conspired. one single drug. Yeah, they conspired together. Connived. Not only did they conspire together to create a single drug that, or a single toxin that but has a single attacks effect, but they spaces. coordinated their attack for a certain time a and certain place, space, yeah, <laughs> and to begin and end at, in a specifically where it's like here's the beginning and here's the end of the attack, but it's like it's a twenty four hour cycle, right? And you don't have to be a a botanist. To know that grass is different <laughs> than a redwood tree or different <laughs> than like a blueberry bush. Like that these plants, <laughs> a rose bush. bush. <laughs> You're just naming random <laughs> Totally. But they, they, these plants are different from each other. They're all plants, but they don't act the same way. They don't do the same things. <laughs> they can't generate... Okay. They can't yes. all generate, like, the same drug or toxin. <laughs> they all speak different languages, okay? Mm-hmm. Although, I mean, not to throw a wrench in your very solid argument. Mm-hmm. And not that I, there is a way to... No, that's a very solid argument. I'm definitely with you. <laughs> but I... Okay, I'm just going to nerd out for a tiny little bit. There was this great Radio Lab episode called uh, From Tree to Shining Tree, I think it's called. Look it up. It's fucking amazing apparently there is a a, a super microscopic uh netting network of fungi between trees where they use to basically communicate and they're not really not communicating in the sense that you and i communicate but uh they're uh they're sharing resources Mm -hmm. they're they they can alert each other to pests to to certain dangers it's insane it's really cool and they're doing it across species yeah nice that's pretty cool what and similar to that, uh, grass, lawns, <laughs> like, are all a single, not all, but, like, a, a, an entire lawn or, like, an entire mm-hmm. park of grass is all a single plant. <gasps> Ooh. Like, they, like, if you have one lawn here and one here and they grow together, they'll become, like, a single entity. That's cool. So it is kind of true in a way, but... It's also but also, grass isn't going to talk to red workers, but damn sure. Right, and create a toxin that makes people freeze <laughs> in their tracks, walk backwards three steps, and then <laughs> calmly and collectively commit suicide in some really, like, 
logical way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, like like find a gun, guy. pick up a gun. There we go. Yeah. Shoot yourself. Or, but we do get the gruesome death in the very beginning where the woman takes the chopstick out of her hair and stabs herself in the neck. That was, that was maybe the only gruesome death in the entire... Sorry, I'm still trying to think how I do myself. <laughs> And not everybody kills themselves either. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's assumed they do, but when you see these big groups of people freezing, only a few people are killing themselves. Most people are just standing there. I guess the assumption is that they did it. Yeah, yeah, they're waiting in line. I well, guess the assumption they're waiting is in that line. they're doing it off camera. That's great. <laughs> but also, and then another thought I had while watching this movie was that Another sort of theme that this movie seems to be getting making is is climate change. Right. That the earth, the plants are reacting to us yeah. to our negative impact and, and are getting us out. Turns out it's man. Totally. But then I thought and and in fairness, mm-hmm. in two thousand and seven or eight when they made this movie, they didn't know back then. But in two thousand twenty two, as we live in climate change the actual real world effects of climate change are infinitely worse than this what this movie basically tries to depict in a sci-fi one day way. of like t- terror versus like one, yeah <laughs> one day of people of a, some a group of some you know large amount of people dying in one location for a few hours or mm-hmm. like or like a 48 hour period of time like we've got like half of india underwater like australia was on fire for like a whole year wasn't it California's been on fire. That's true. We're on fire. Like it's, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Vegas has been flooded. The real climate change is a lot worse than what M Night depicted for his horror or sci-fi movie twenty years ago. Twenty years ago, which yeah, they couldn't have known back then. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, no, that was uh, twelve years ago. Sorry, twelve, fourteen years ago. Mm -hmm. I can do math. And then it, it sort of just peters out, right? Like, it's sort of just like, oh, it ended, and now well, we're all they're, fine. Well, they decided, like, hey, if we're going to die, let's not die apart. Let's die together. And they're like, yeah, let's bring the little girl with us, too. And so <laughs> they decide to meet up in between mm-hmm. the two houses. And that's when I was like, I stopped the movie to check the time. And I was like, <laughs> fuck, this is the end. This is it. I was so upset. I was like, really? It was the wind. It, I mean, I know it was the wind, but it's the wind carrying the toxins or right, some shit. Right. Which, does that mean that in a closed environment, my house plants wouldn't be able to do shit? No, they're still doing shit. I see them. Well, it needs, it clearly needs that wind to help move it around. If it wasn't a windy day, then it wouldn't have been as bad. Yeah, okay. So, uh, and, so and then, of course, you get the super ridiculous ending of like, we're back home, or we're in a home, we're everything's living, fine. everything's fine, <laughs> so-and-so's going to school, I'm pregnant. Yeah, our, our marriage is perfectly fine no now, we're repaired, you know, no worries yeah, at all at the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And oh, so, and we got a baby so on the way. That, it's like, that was a funny thing, is when they showed everything back to normal, there was literally, it looked 100% back to normal. Yeah. Like, it wasn't No like, bodies in the street. <laughs> or even, like, less people. Because I was kind of wondering, like, maybe they'll show it be kind of sparse. Like, there's not a lot of people since a lot of people died. Yeah, maybe they moved into a nicer house. 
But there's a ton of people walking around on the sidewalk and in the streets, and there's a ton of cars and traffic. So you don't even get a sense that a lot of people actually died from this. But it should have been like everyone, like in a certain area, right? Yeah, it should have been really sparse. Like Except there for shouldn't have been a lot of people. Almost like it, I kind of thought of uh, the Avengers movie, you know, the Endgame. Oh, after the snap, the the sequel after the snap, when we see the cities and the town and people are kind of getting back to normal, but it's obviously like really empty and there's a lot of garbage on the streets because there's been no garbage pickup. And yeah. It should have been a little bit more post-apocalyptic. That would be nice. Not, but it looked really nice out there. <laughs> there was no consequences. Like, life, <laughs> things got so back to normal that there were like zero consequences. Oh, and there was this little, uh, the Easter egg at the very end with the little girl wearing an Avatar backpack and then the bus that picked her up. Oh, really? Yeah, and I then the bus that. that picked her up, what the number of the bus was uh, 2010. What's that? Uh, the year that Avatar Oh, that came it came out. out. Predicting another, the, another of M. Night's absolutely, um, that movie's unbearably horrible. I haven't seen it. It's, that movie, <laughs> The happening you, you is terrible, keep it that but way. it's fun to watch. <laughs> mm -hmm. The Avatar is, is like I was saying earlier in the episode, it's terrible and it's boring. Oh, do you think he's really upset him, Shyamalan? It might be. Poor dude. What I about know, the movie rich. Old? Is Old really rough? I mean, it doesn't matter how rich you are. When you lose your artistry, yeah. that's got to be rough. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Is anybody... Well, did you see it? Did you like I it? Didn't, I didn't like that one either. Bad. It's terrible. Like bad, bad? And oh. I'm not even a, I'm not even coming from it from the perspective yeah, it was, of it was being a fan of the anime or anything. So I didn't. I was going into it totally clean. Oh no, we're no, talking about old. Oh, old! I never saw that either. Yeah. Okay, he said he says it's really bad too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The visit, the, that's the one the the visit was the last right? one of his that I enjoyed. That's pretty good. The, the old people. Yeah, movie. that was pretty good, and had a really nice twist in it too. Well, we see in the happening that he has a knack yeah. for creepy old people. That's his strength. Yeah, he really should stick with that. But I, I do want to point out, also address the pregnancy, which mm -hmm. was very weird because there was not a single point in the movie ever where they, they talked about pregnancy or wanting to have kids or not being able to get pregnant. That was never it's supposed a part to, of the story. It's supposed to indicate that they're both, ex the fact that they're both mm -hmm. excited and she's excited because she was the one that, would, that was more like, I don't know if I want this. But I had a problem with it because they have a kid now, which is they now have uh, the girl mm -hmm. as that's their kid now. It's like she's essentially theirs. So it felt weird because it was like, well, you now you are a family. Like you've gotten back together and now you have a kid and like you're a family. And so the pregnancy Do you have any brothers thing, and sisters, John? I, yes. But, <laughs> but it just felt weirdly tacked on. Like, oh, it, it is absolutely from? tacked on. <laughs> And, and yeah, so they live, essentially they all live happily ever after. Until we go to France. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, they still live happily ever after. But, you this know, is just, not it, it a happens very again, good coordinated you know? attack by the plants because I they mean, need to go, they need to attack everybody all at once. They're making it sound like it was like a, like a, a switch or like a switch being flipped, a, a evolutionary switch mm -hmm. that might not be happening at the same time. That might be like different. It's not mm -hmm. like less coordinated, more ev mm -hmm. evolving into something happening. Yeah. yeah. Although why? Although why some? What's that? 
Well, if it was more coordinated, if it was more coordinated, it would have fit every corner yeah, and then exactly, everyone to the, divulged into the, the Midwest. Um, but then it doesn't make sense that like they would have it would happen the exact same way in across. Uh, yeah, like did somebody take a plant across the Atlantic or I don't understand. Damn it! It was the European contingent of yeah. the plant, the plant army. Oh my goodness! They got their orders. They got the recipe for the toxin and their orders from the American plants. <laughs> it took a little while to travel across the while. ocean. And then they were the like, wind had to really make his, make his way over there. Yeah, they were like, we've received the orders. Our, we'll do our attack on, <laughs> on, on the celebration of D-Day, the anniversary of D-Day. We'll attack France. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't know. There's some, so many people love this movie, and I, I, I don't think I could bear to watch it again. Like, I, I am having a good time, like you know, making fun of it, and I, I do. I, I'm honestly, I'm really curious whether Marky Mark was just trying to make us laugh because I, I think he was, and uh, and there were absolutely the, <clears throat> there were times in this movie where I was genuinely questioning: Is this a is comedy? This a comedy? <laughs> was this intended to be? A comedy or a parody? Joe's laughing in the background. John Leguizamo sees things. Exactly. He says everything with John Leguizamo in it is a comedy. Exactly. <laughs> it felt like it was intentionally well, a like comedy. That, at times. that little video of like the the guy letting the tiger or the lions tear him apart was oh my god! Hilarious. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> they do the it's it's like it is shot like a comedy scene because. It's like a horror scene at first when he walks up to it and he's putting his arm out, but then it cuts away and it's like you hear screaming yes. and the roaring. But then we cut back and he's not only he's, he's still standing, it. yeah, he's still standing. He's missing an arm, and then he offers his other arm, and the other tiger, <laughs> kitty kitty, <laughs> literally pulls it off like it's made of play-doh because it is like it literally just <laughs> detaches it's like you could have grabbed his arm and pulled it and it would have just, I just pulled might. off <laughs> and he's sort of staggering around like it's too comical like if he had like thrown himself into the pit and he was immediately attacked that would have been gruesome and scary but it was the the lighting the fact that like the camera was really like Right in front of him, even though he's supposed to be like in the, in the den, right? Mm -hmm. And the fact that he has to offer his limbs because they're not really that interested to be yeah, with. They don't really care. <laughs> they're like, we just ate. So <laughs> that was really hilarious. And then of course we got that like that that moment of Marky Mark singing, singing that singing, singing his way into like not getting shot in front of the when the teenagers got killed. He starts singing the the. Was it CCR or something? I can't remember what he was singing. Yeah, that was weird. I forgot about that. But, you know, like, M. Night's also known for that. Like, in Signals, there was that scene where, uh, you know, the it's it's what's it, Mel Gibson, Joaquin Phoenix, and a couple of kids, right? And then at one point, the kids are wearing, like, tin hats mm -hmm. or, or aluminum foil hats. Yeah. And uh, because they don't know what's happening... And just to be on the safe side, they wear some too. So that's like, that's the comedy, right? So right. he injects comedy a lot in his movies, which is, oh, yeah, yeah. it's really well done. I think that's a really good element of his movies. Except so. in this one. Because he fails so hard to create any real tension mm -hmm. that when he does the comedy that's meant to cut the tension, it's just, 
it's not. It, it wasn't over. Oh, yeah, because sometimes in horror movies, you need if it's going to be a horror comedy, it's got to be like over the top, world rolling around the, mm-hmm. you know, world laughing, right? Like uh, Mars Attacks or yeah. you know, uh, Shaun of the Dead or something like that. You know, where it's uh, mm-hmm. there, where you're you're literally laughing, not not so much as like, oh, that was weird. And then you like confess when they each did their little weird confession that they had like talked to somebody else outside the relationship. Mm-hmm. That was also weirdly goofy. Like it didn't make sense. They yeah, were that was to weird. Be sort of funny and yeah. whatever. And it was just like this doesn't even. I it doesn't happen that often. But when I get hit on, I brag about it to Joe. I'm like, guess what happened today? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so. The happening. I, I enjoyed it. Will it you watch fun. it again? Maybe late. Yeah, maybe at some point in the future. This is a good movie for any, anyone who <laughs> wants to watch a intentionally watch a bad movie. Yes, and then like make fun of it while you watch it because it is surprisingly like, it's good in that way, and it is surprisingly solid when it comes to the basics of, of filmmaking, right? Like because it's an M night. Mm-hmm. Everybody involved is very good yeah. at their craft, so mm-hmm. the cinematography is going to be good. The lighting's going to be great. The, I know you had issues with the editing, but it's not so so bad that it's unwatchable in terms of the editing. I think the editing was bad because I, like I say, I really get the feeling that this movie may have been a two-hour plus movie, mm-hmm. and then the, the studio. Can you imagine if it was two hours? Sorry, John, but that would have been real. I yeah, no, I might have like, gotten the toxins and killed myself. No, I think this movie definitely benefits <laughs> by only being an hour and a half. It's it could have, it could have been eight like, minutes too. Yeah, no. I remember looking at the runtime when it started. And thinking, oh, good, okay, <laughs> it's only an hour and a half. It's not because I'm pretty sure most of his movies are or like two on plus, the two hour yeah. Mark, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, th- I mm. really feel like they maybe cut like a solid thirty minutes because the way the editing is, it really feels choppy at certain points where mm. we're just kind of jumping from place to place, which actually, in some ways, I think benefits the movie too because. It never gets boring, really, and it, and it always keeps moving along. So it's good in that way. That's true. You know, I never, yeah, like I said, I never felt like, a, like oh, my God, when is this going to end? I think it, the part, because I was pretty engaged, and I think the part where mm-hmm. I was very annoyed and I felt like I'd been tricked was when they started filming The Wind. When they started filming The Wind, that's when I realized, <laughs> you're never going to give me monsters, are you? Are you? And then that's when I was being a little angry at it. It looked like they maybe just got like a helicopter to fly around. I thought at some movie. point it was going to be a couple of a couple of wind scenes, wind shots, but then like there were just more and more, and they never changed. Like I thought at some point, like at least a fucking damn tree would move or something. Mm-hmm. My yeah. plants move more than the plants in those in that movie. They should have had like the Evil Dead evil trees that smash into the yeah. cabin. Yeah, be something good. like that actual or like spores trees. that kind of go like that get sprayed into people's face and like, go, <coughs> and like Prometheus like, yeah that was a great scene in Prometheus or no is it or not Prometheus but this the one after Prometheus when they land on the alien planet and the spores mm-hmm. get into into them but yeah yeah this movie definitely but I think like it definitely Marky Mark makes the movie if mm-hmm. it weren't for him it wouldn't have been super watchable yeah <laughs> Oh, Joey says that he could. They could have used Will Ferrell as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yep, that would help play up the reaction shots, which is primarily what people remember the movie for. But yeah, like at the end of the day, you know, I was just, I always wanted there to be an actual threat and just more tension. And when you're devoid of an actual threat, 
it's really hard yeah. to like stay Jody also says that they could have used uh, the rock and I do story. agree if it was the rock as the main character yeah as yeah. a science teacher that would have been great <laughs> he could have done that okay I could have done that I'm a big fan <laughs> definitely he probably would have been better because at least he would have been like he would have done the com. He would have been more like a little Action. bit comedy. Oh yeah, that's his, that's his forte for sure. Mm-hmm. Did you guys ever watch that SNL skit of him as a, as an evil scientist? Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Nice. He uh, let's not get into it, but look it up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll look it up after the show. Uh, but yeah, all in all, you know, definitely not my favorite M Night movie. Uh, is this? See, that's another <laughs> thing I was thinking about too, because you mentioned you'd saw it in the theater before. And I was thinking, I could see how people would be pissed and really not like this movie if you saw it in the theater. Mm-hmm. If you paid money to go to a theater and see it, then I could see just being like, Fuck this you. Movie, fuck this movie. But watching but yeah, but watching it for free, yeah, people, like people walk out. Yeah, it makes it much more entertaining at home and That's everything because you're you're not invested in that way. I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. And you can just turn it off. Yeah, you could have left it any time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it, but sitting through that in the theater, especially after I don't know which I don't remember what order this came out with his movies, but if you saw The Sixth Sense. And then went to this. You would definitely be pissed. Is that? I'm trying to. I mean, can we look up the order his movies came out? Because I feel like Six Sense is like 2001. Yeah, and then I feel like uh, Unbreakable was probably the next. Yeah, was that his next movie? Mm, I don't know. I want to say Signals. What was it? Oh, was it Signals? It might have been Signals. I mean, I mean all those three movies were so solid. I really like Signals. I yeah. really like. Okay. It was a uh, Six Sense in '99. Unbreakable was 2000. Mm-hmm. Sign was 2002. Then because the I remember village. it was like the village and Lady in the Water, Lady in the Water, and then the some, yeah, some that's where he started using it. Yeah. But now that being said, what after this movie came out, um, one of his next projects was uh, Avatar, and after that, it was After Earth. And I remember when they were advertising yeah. After Earth, which was another very terrible movie. His name was nowhere to be seen on any of the adverts for the yeah. movie because of how poorly received the happening This movie, they knew After Earth was bad when they put it into theaters, and I think that, that's probably also why it was they were just like, let's not associate him. And with Avatar 2, which, which flopped pretty much, mm-hmm. it was like, yeah, his name kind of became box office poison yep. at that point. Mm-hmm. He kind of redeemed himself, though, with I liked those sequel. I liked the sequel to Unbreakable. Yes. And then yes. the third Unbreakable, I kind of liked one? it. I thought it was cool. Split was the sequel, and then no, it was Unbreakable. Glass, Glass was next, and then it was Split, wasn't it? No, Split Glass. was second. And Unbreakable, Split, and then Glass. Oh, gotcha. And, and those, well, those, I thought those were great. Mm-hmm. I liked Glass. I didn't like the ending of Glass, but mm-hmm. I liked it. And I liked I liked Split. Oh, and Samuel cool. Jackson was so good in those. I mm-hmm. mean, like I I was really impressed with his like because you know you never get to see him like doing a character like that. You know, mm-hmm. he's always like doing like I don't know like stronger or more boastful characters. And in that one, he was like a evil mastermind. It yeah. was really cool. I really think, like I was saying earlier, I really think mm-hmm. M Night 
pretty much defined in a lot of ways what like a modern uh, superhero movie is. Right, because they're like as a um, antagonist as like lead and and really humanizing heroes and whatnot, and really based in the real world kind of mm-hmm. feel. You know where it's 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 like. I mean, Unbreakable feels like the first episode of Heroes. Right. I mean, and Bruce Willis and that was really... I mean, mm-hmm. those were really great mm-hmm. um, endings to the in the in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you just kind of... You end up... You, to end with a big twist, to end, which is like his his thing, is just to, to leave the movie like on a high note, you know, on a, on a, on a very surprising high note. And, you know, that's, it's a good it's a good technique. Mm-hmm. But then, of course, it became no Exactly. Well, the pr- the problem with that is exactly. he paints himself into a corner, and <laughs> like, then it's even a, is it like it. a robot chicken joke too, like the what a twist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The twist having to have the mm-hmm. twist, which yeah, this mm-hmm. movie had a weird sort of twist, which was it was the plants all along. Oh, which remind that is also because you know how we always joke about. Uh, how man is the real monster. Turns out it's man. Turns out man is the real... This movie is turns out nature is the real well, monster. But only because we were being dicks. Yeah, yeah. And that if we weren't called Handle What's Scare, we could be called Turns Out It's Man. Mm-hmm. Or maybe Lord Galore. <laughs> There's no lore. They needed to have rules. No there were no rules. There was. They needed to have the scene where the scientist says, <laughs> "With the fungi, this and with is the, what's yeah. happening, and this is how you get it, and this is how you avoid it." Mm. You know, movies like uh, the Bird Box. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Or, or the one where people can't make noise with Bird Box from yeah. the office. <sighs> what's that one called again? Um... Um, but those are movies that do this better. Mm. You know, where yeah. it's that same kind of thing, but they give you really defined rules of like, you can't look at the monster or you can't make sound or whatever. And those movies are, I really like Bird Box. I know a lot of people put it down, but I thought it was neat. Mm -hmm. I dug it. Quiet Place. Mm -hmm. Well, A Quiet quiet Place is definitely the Mm -hmm. better of the two. Even Quiet Place 2 is pretty good. And, uh, you know, Luckily, Fun Guy is oh, going to come yeah, into play nice. in our next one. And I haven't seen the next one either. Me either. So it'll be a, a fresh watch for me. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad. So uh, so next week we'll be looking at Gaia, which was released in 2021. Uh, it's a streaming on Hulu. Uh, kind of like one I just randomly stumbled across that I really right. enjoyed. So for a lot of people, it'll probably be a blind watch. Uh, but very interesting story. Uh, shrooms do come into play. Uh, I'll just read off like the synopsis off of IMDb to see if you guys have an idea. Uh, an injured forest ranger on a routine mission is saved by two off-the-grid survivalists. How it is initially a welcome rescue grows more suspicious as the son and his Ooh, renegade father reveal a cultish devotion to the forest. It almost, I don't want to, like I say, I haven't seen it. But it almost reminds me of that movie. I, I shouldn't even bring it up because I can't remember the name of the movie. But that movie that came out recently where um, the group of old friends go on that camp hike, like in Sweden. And they come the ritual? Up, yeah. And they oh, come across like that movie. cult with like the forest, the pagan forest mm. creature. The big old demon that's uh-huh. like super huge. I love that movie so much. I don't know why, but for some reason this movie you've picked makes me think of yep, that movie. But I don't know if they're going to be similar at all, but I don't know. 
And do we have any plans? Nope, we'll have to uh, wait to find out. Halloween or is it a TBD? It's Halloween. Um, I don't know what we're doing yet on that front. Okay, I'm trying to figure out what we'll do to. I also haven't picked out a costume, so if you guys have any ideas, nice. Yeah. Yeah, we should definitely at least dress up for that episode for Halloween. Yeah. What? Okay, and then. After yours, what's do we have one more or is that done for the month? We need a fourth. Oh, that's right. We need the one more. We we haven't picked it out yeah. yet. I know we've talked about yeah, a couple we'll of different titles. Um we'll we'll figure it out. But uh, in the meantime, of course, if you guys are looking to keep in contact with our podcast, you can reach us on Twitter. Uh, at Handle with Scare. You can also find all of our video content on YouTube at Handle with Scare Pod. Uh, but for now, that's going to do it for us here tonight for our podcast. I've been your host, Simple Drunk, joined as always by my co hosts, Holly Hooch and John. Nice. And of course, we'll see you back right, next right week back. for Gaia. <laughs>